0: Welcome to From Duck Till Dark Outside the Marvel Studios. An audio celebration of the films based on Marvel Comics characters released before and during the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Enough said. Facefront True Believers, this is George Soroy, and welcome to the latest episode of From Duck Till Dark, outside the Marvel Studios. A celebration of all of the Marvel movies that came out in theaters before and during the run of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And here we are in the But Wait, There's More section. Since the initial 30 episodes of the National Podcast Post-Month Challenge have been completed... But there were still five more movies that i needed to cover and yesterday i covered x-men apocalypse and i apologize for the bit of the rambling that was happening in that one because but that's kind of the nature of that movie it just went back and forth and back and forth and i like things i didn't like it i didn't like that i didn't like it and just so it uh, just came out at the right at that border of weak recommend and recommend however there was something else that was brewing in the world of the X-Men over at 20th Century Fox that was only made possible because 20th Century Fox begrudgingly released 2016's Deadpool. And when they saw just how much of a success that one was as an R-rated, a very hard R-rated film, they were able to go ahead with the with the movie that we're covering tonight which is 2017's Logan now oh boy if i would definitely put this one in the top 5 i would say of greatest comic book movies ever made i really truly love this movie and i am so grateful that that 20th century fox was able to make it happen every now and then they'll Pull one out and remind people that they're not just all about making release dates. They're about making films, and they're about making memories. And here we have Hugh Jackman's swan song as Logan. And this is a character that he's been playing off and on for 17 years. And what a performance to wrap up his time as this character. It really is something special. And we have James Mangold returning to the director's chair after doing 2013's The Wolverine. And they decided that the source material they were going to use to kind of get things rolling was a very well-known graphic novel called Old Man Logan. And originally, this was one that that had interacting with Hulk. And there was a lot of craziness that was going on in this one to the point where Audiences, well, where fans were not really sure how this was going to translate, because especially considering the fact that Hulk isn't isn't one of the properties that, that 20th Century Fox can play with. So there was definitely going to be some liberties taken with this. But what was done was really special, especially considering the fact that we have Logan bringing around Charles Xavier. And it's not just Patrick Stewart returning to the role in just a tremendous fashion, but he is a broken man. He is absolutely, he is shattered. And he is someone who is dealing with like this accelerated Alzheimer's. And at the same time, just like dealing with these these incredible seizures that just lash out at the worst possible times. And it's really, it's really true where things are, where things are going with this. We get to see a Stephen Merchant, very, very talented um, writer and performer playing the role of Calypso, who was played briefly by another actor in x-men apocalypse and here we have him in a completely different fashion and he is someone who basically has to stay out of the sun i someone who is you know, all these mutants that are here they're all damaged and mutants right now are looked at as an endangered species they're just constantly dying off and it's set in a not too distant future And James Mangold actually like went on record saying that this was going to stand on its own. It wasn't part of the continuity that we knew, but I don't believe that at all. And James Mangold can say what he wants. (laughs) Who is he? He's only the director. But my take on this is that this is the final part of a timeline that started with the original X-Men, then X2, then X-Men Last Stand, then the Wolverine, then X-Men Days of Future Past, and then way down the line, we have Logan. And why I say way down the line is because what we saw in the, at the very end of the not-too-distant section at the end of X-Men Days of Future Past is we got to see the, the Back to the Future kind of ending. Logan not only was was able to stay as a teacher for Xavier, but Xavier's still alive, and and Jean Grey and Scott Summers, they're still alive, Hank McCoy, the beast that, that he knew from X-Men The Last Stand, played by Kelsey Grammer, he's alive, like, everyone is alive, and, and, it's, and it's very much like greatest things could possibly happen. It's all right there, right at the very end. However, what we learned in... X-Men Days of Future Past was something that Hank McCoy said where where time is elastic and in some way it finds a way to basically put itself back in the shape that it should be. And that's what, that I believe, is the cause of Xavier's seizures. And these destructive seizures, the thing that he is trying to suppress is the fact that he is the one who destroyed the mansion, who killed all of the students. And the only reason why Logan is still alive is because of his healing factor. So that is my take on this, is that that was a future, that was a you know, that was a timeline and everything, that was a future that could not hold. And so the seizures are basically the way of writing what, should be. Gene Grey should be dead. Scott Summers should be dead. And here they are and they're gone. They are gone. So there's a lot to unpack with this one. And there's so much that goes into this. There is a child, X-23, that is joining Logan on this journey where they basically just have to get this girl to to the Canadian border, which is the exact opposite direction that Logan wanted to go with Xavier. It's a really good, solid, mature movie. This is for those fans that watched X-Men 2000 in the theaters. This is for them. It's 17 years later, you grew up, the movies grew up with you. And so that is what we have here. This is a reward. And it's a really beautiful send-off. For Logan, and uh, the only thing that I would have done differently, I can't bring myself to go into all the details about this, but I can't say enough good things about it. It's a really tremendous film; it really is, and it's it's in that high spot easily. The only thing I would have done differently is uh, since the since Logan is dealing with with his healing factor being compromised by the adamantium that's going that's constantly like going through that's in his system. It's poisoning him. It's slowly poisoning him, and so that is that's the means that that allows him to eventually succumb to the wounds that he suffers at the hands of X twenty four, which is a genetically engineered clone of him. So it's really like it's it's kind of like how um, how it was at the end of the day of at the end of Star Trek Generations it was Captain Kirk who was his own undoing and not someone else so it was a version of Logan that would be the one to eventually kill him and so that's the the way that I took that and the only thing I would have done differently is I would have had the end credits song not be the Man comes around, which is a great song by Johnny Cash. But I feel like that was done so perfect. That was used so perfectly at the beginning of Dawn of the Dead, the two thousand and four Zack Snyder remake. I feel like that was that was a perfect use of it. And I feel like it was also it's also just a little up tempo for the for the way that this one ends. It needed to stay somber and it needed to be hurt. Johnny Cash's single hurt the cover of nine inch nails i hurt myself today to see if i still feel and that's what that's what logan's dealing with in this one it's it's the it's what's inside him that is slowly killing him and so that would be the only thing i would change if you haven't gotten the blu-ray yet please do and especially considering the fact that the second disc on there has is a, a special bonus disc called logan noir and it's It shows you the film, Logan, in black and white. And it's beautiful. It looks awesome. It's similar to the black and chrome take of Mad Max Fury Road. Same sort of setup. There's just something about it just really, really pops, especially considering all the blood that's in this one. It is gory as hell, but it's worth it. Everything in this is just worth it. Everything works. You know, kudos to Boyd Holbrook for playing the main adversary that he that he's constantly dealing with I and mean, there's so much good stuff in this so much and so i give it an absolute strong recommend it's right up there with x-men first class as the the class of the of these films and not just the x-men films but also but the these comic book films the, they're the ones you really, really got to see. I love Days of Future Past as well. I feel like that's a lower strong recommend, but it's still a strong recommend. But Logan and X-Men First Class, they're the ones 2 punch that are, that are just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So, yeah, definitely go see that. Um, and I'm curious to know your thoughts on Logan. So go ahead and visit the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Dark. And until tomorrow, this is George Sorori saying to all of you, ever upward and excelsior, I'll see you tomorrow.